0: Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode.
1: Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Essence Learning Podcast. We're so excited to have you here at this particular session. I get a chance to spend 30 minutes with Camille, a very dear friend of mine. I'm going to let Camille uh, share a little bit about herself, but we're going to hear to talk about a balanced life. Uh, So many of us are juggling so many things, and not just women, but all people. We're going through a a good shift, and we're going through uh, that shift where we're trying to find that balance, our foundation, what's you know what's valuable to us in our life today and what do we bring uh to the to to people's lives and so we want to talk about that balance give and the take and camille is the perfect person for this discussion camille welcome thank you valerie so good to
0: see you today
1: tell us a little bit about yourself tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do
0: sure absolutely hi everyone my name is camille hamby and i currently live in arlington virginia But I hail from a peanut farm in South Georgia originally. I spent 22 years in the Department of Defense in various jobs. And in 2019, I decided to strike out on my own uh, doing work that I absolutely love, kind of in that search for the balanced life. So I'm I'm living the story we are here to talk about today. I love it. Right? And so what, what... So part of, oh, sorry, Valerie, go ahead, dear. What was your question?
1: I apologize. I I was just excited when you said the word search. It just sparked a whole, the whole concept of a balanced life is being a search. Great. continue on.
0: Oh, absolutely it is. And so how do I spend part of, at least part of my work life is divided in three buckets these days. I do leadership and professional development consulting, some instructional design, And my nearest and dearest bucket is my leadership and professional development coaching. And so that's how my work life is divided. And my personal life is with my family, my family and my friends. So those are some of my big buckets. And we'll talk about buckets today, I'm sure, as we talk about balancing
1: that line. Well, just go ahead and lead us into this conversation. How do you determine, you know, first of all, is there such thing as a work-life balance? Let me just ask that question off off the top of
0: I don't think so. I've always had a hard time with that term because it implies there's something you're trying to get right. And it implies there's a correct answer. And I just, that feels like too much pressure. I don't know. (laughs) Um, The words I use, I, you know, I talk about this a lot with clients. I talk about work-life fit, but in the past few years, it's been more of a work-life collision. I mean, we've been through a lot the last few years. We've seen a lot on Zoom, uh, we've seen a lot of life pop up in our work life, on our Zoom life. And so, it, you know, I guess um, there's a lot of different ways to describe it. But those are some of the words I use.
1: Yeah. So I you expand a little bit more, when you talk about collision, tell us what, what, what you think is happening around us.
0: Well, I, well, I first of all, I have to tell a story. My One of my favorite COVID era stories, when I think about that. I was in a staff meeting with a group of folks and one of the moms, this was when the kids were all home doing virtual learning because we've had to learn to be flexible. You know, we, we, we go between being moms or parents and school teachers and professionals and somebody's gonna make lunch in the middle of all that too. I mean, we've been through a lot in the past few years and this one, this one particular colleague, she was in the middle of giving her her discussion and she took a paper airplane, smack dab in the middle of her forehead from one of her sons in the middle of her presentation and she did not miss a beat. She just kept going with her presentation as if that was the oh. most normal thing that had happened because at that point, it had become normal. That was literally work-life collision caught on camera. So uh, that's my imagery, uh, my analogy for the story.
1: Make it real clear, so there is a collision that has happened and, we're, <laughs> and if this, this was a mom, but it could have been a dad, right? The, the dad Absolutely. is- Absolutely home as well Absolutely. So how, how do you determine camille's particularly mm-hmm. in the environment that you just described how do we determine how to focus our time what's you know how do we how do we create yeah. a balanced life
0: well you know, one of the formulas i've gotten down sometimes we start with like what but i actually say start with you mm. things have changed we have changed our capacity has changed my capacity for what I could do is different than it was five years ago, different than it was 10 years ago. So one thing I encourage my clients to do is start with a hard look in the mirror. And what is your current capacity? How is your energy level? How is your health? Just how are you? How's your focus? I mean, I'll use myself as an example. I used to could sit down and lose myself in 10 hours of focused work and forget to come up for air. I am happy to get three hours of straight focused work. Something has changed. I'm still bright. I'm still good at what I do. But my ability, my capacity to sit down and just go straight for, I don't know exactly what changed. Still exploring that. But I have to look in the mirror and go, my capacity has changed. What do I have? What do I have to offer? What do I have to give? How much do I, how much do I have to spend in my capacity?
1: Does that include willingness and ability, right? How much am I willing to expand? and how much am I able to? Those two things have to, one might be, I may have all the capacity to do that and I can sit there, but am I willing to give up that time? And Where do I want to focus it? Um, I'm I'm at the capacity of my time as well, so I I understand what you're saying, but I also know that I'm not even willing to do the do that i'm like wow i'm i'm, I'm limited now right yeah. because as the older you get or the things shift and you said you haven't decided what it is i think mine is age but the older i get the more i think you know what i really want to shift my focus and even though i may be able to spend my time in that area i choose not to so it's capacity yeah, wow. and willingness and choice i love that so as we start how do we determine you said you start back to how but they think about Ooh, and what I can do. And so oftentimes, as we, we think of that, it can be a little short sighted. Do you think we should think more short sightedly or more long term? How, how do you, how do we evaluate ourselves? Because as you were talking, I was thinking, you know what, I'm different than I was 10 years ago. And guess what, I'm going to be a lot more different in five or 10 more years. And so yeah. is that some way I should be balancing my life? Or should I be just in the moment? What, what's your thoughts?
0: Well, i wait. So first, I usually talk about the capacity, then you just nailed it, too. Where do I wanna spend my time? The priorities, we'll talk about that. What's important? What are those spaces we wanna be? And there's that prioritization piece. But in the end, I have frequent check-ins and recalibration. And that frequency, I think, changes with the seasons we're in. I'm gonna shift from individuals to organizations for a moment. In my coaching, I work with folks who are trying to navigate. We've had a lot of change. And my most successful clients and organizations that I have seen thrive in the past couple of years were able to take a step back and check in and go, what has changed? Where are we at? What's changed with us? What's changed with our customers? What's changed with, you know, what are, you know, what's, and now what do we need to recalibrate? And they give themselves the flexibility and permission to make, to change, to say no, to stop doing something. And start doing something based on that check-in and the recalibration. Now your question was how frequent? That depends. You know, if we're in the middle of a global pandemic and multiple global crises, maybe a little more frequently. You know, in standard times, maybe we could spread that out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a sort kind of a squishy question. Yeah. All
1: right. I'm gonna step back a little bit and let you talk us through that process you just explained, you know, in terms of. Sure. Let's step back and, and let, let the viewers and myself kind of hear uh, what you have to say about this balanced life.
0: Absolutely. So we talked about the capacity a good bit. And then the next, I guess, is where do you want to spend that capacity? What's important to you? That's that prioritization piece. What are the buckets you know, where you want to spend your time, where you want to spend your effort, your energy, your treasures, taking time to name them? Because if you don't take time to name them, somebody else will, and they'll take your time and you won't even know where it went. So taking that moment to think about is you know, my family, my church, my work, what is that? Where am I going? So actually putting names to those buckets and where you wanna spend that capacity. That's step two for me. And then next is kind of putting up some walls around that ruthless prioritization and boundaries.
1: Ruthless prioritization and boundaries. I'm sure why Ruthless is there first before you move on.
0: Because again, I feel like especially the there's so much out there. There's so many amazing opportunities. I don't even mean it in a bad way. Like if you're there, there's so much information. There's so much to do. So many choices. I mean, I, I have so many online courses lined up. I'm dying to take so many podcasts I can't wait to listen to, so many courses I want to write, so many things I want to teach, so many things I want to volunteer for, but I have to pick. There's so much, it's almost too much. And if you're not clear where you want to spend that time, then you end up diminishing your impact. And so having a ruthless, prioritize prioritized list and ruthlessly protecting it. If you want to take something off, that's fine, but make it be deliberate. Don't be in reactive mode where something hijacked your time and you looked up and went, wait, what just happened? That wasn't one of my buckets.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's a great takeaway. I wrote that one down. <laughs> ruthless. All right, what's our next one? What, the, what else do you have for it? This is good stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it. And, and with, with, with ruthless prioritization, I have boundaries, right? Being able to use our no. Being able to exercise and say our no. Especially when it, like I said, it's not always bad. It's not always something nefarious. There's a lot of exciting opportunity in the world. Um, But being able to say, use our no, be okay saying no. And if you're having trouble saying no, stopping and checking in and asking why. That's where I end up working with a lot of my coaching clients. who end up because they're having a tough time with their no. Usually there's a guilt behind it, feeling like they can't say no. Like, um, well, I have the ability, I should say yes. But do you have the time? We still only get 24 hours in the day. We haven't figured out how to fix that yet. Or sometimes it's fear of missing out. But again, when you stretch yourself too thin, you minimize and diminish that impact possibility. So those two go together for me, the prioritization and our boundaries.
1: That's, 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 you know, that's huge. Um, and, and I wanted to just kind of spend a little time there. Because as you were describing that, even in the most positive scenarios, where, you know, you just think, oh, this could benefit me, the benefit there, the value that that would bring. It also doesn't necessarily mean that's the timing. So I always have to think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. That doesn't mean the opportunity will go away. And it doesn't mean that the opportunity has to happen right now. And so I always yeah. kind of put a level set into what level of stress is this is bringing on to me to, st- to do that great opportunity. And to your yeah. point, it diminishes it because I'm so stressed out that I can't even enjoy it right during that time. Or I'm not really getting the true value from it because I'm trying to ma- ma- manage my own stress levels. I'm trying to do the other things that I was supposed to be doing based upon my focus. And now I've added this new great opportunity because I just don't want it to get away. But instead, I'm not. Um, honoring it. You know, I'm not honoring that, that great opportunity because I'm kind of forcing it into a situation when it needs a space all by itself. Right. Some opportunities you need. Yes. This, this needs its own space. And I've had to really weigh that out and said, I, I can't do it right now. Here's my no. But man, this really weighs and weighs heavy on the things that I would love to do. Just can't do it you know, in this season, at this time. But I want to get back to that. So that becomes a more long-term opportunity that I hope to get. But sometimes that stress helps me to decide you're out of, something's out of line. Because now these things that you have intentionally prioritized and you have made sure that you protected it and you're following along and all of a sudden the stress level comes in, something has shifted that shouldn't have. Does that a proper way to think through that, in your opinion. yes,
0: I love it. And yeah, you, know, you talk about that feeling of stress. One of the things I love to ask is, you know, what is the story you're telling yourself in that mm. moment? You know, how can you unpack and dig underneath that, underneath that feeling, yes. to figure out, you know, once we are able to name it, then we can make a choice about it. I'm stressed because I don't want to let someone down. I'm mm-hmm. stressed because my calendar is full and I really want to do this. You know, once we're able to name this, you know, what's the, you got the stress and there's always a layer right underneath there. And then once we've named it, then we have options. Then we have choices. Okay. That's great. What are your choices? You said it not right now, but let's mm-hmm. put it on the calendar for six months from now to revisit this. Or how might you bless somebody else with that opportunity? You know what? I'm not the right person, but let me, I have a friend I can refer you to who I think would be a great fit for this. There's still, you know, what are your options to respond and when you're feeling so that
1: stress. You've given us a lot of to think about in terms of what no looks like. You oh, know, yeah. no be So disappointing. Right. But you still mm-hmm. provide a solution. You still provided an option, an alternative, because you, what you said is we I always say hit that pause button. You said take that step back so I could hit that pause button and say, you know what, this is a great opportunity, not my time, but it could be someone else's. So you may know a better alternative. Then um, the negative connotation we often put on no. No means I'm disappointing someone, or no means that I don't, I'm not interested, or I'm not supporting. No means I'm not able or capable. No is a reflection on me. So no meaning, you know, no. That's just, this is a great thing to happen. So I love the way that you have given us a new vision of what no means. You know, it doesn't. It's not negative. It, it is no
0: often sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: What gets in our way, you think? Um, What becomes our time wasters? Do you, have you, what kind of experiences do you have from your clients, from yourself, um, from from, from your friends and family where you have identified? Those are time wasters.
0: Well, if it's not one of those buckets, you have to take a look, you know? um, I hate, you know, this is an easy one that I'm gonna call it out there. Our devices, our social media, I mean, how many times have you picked up something and spent three minutes on it, and next thing you know, you're ten minutes down looking at cat videos, and you're not sure what just happened? So, being deliberate, you know, we we have to be so mindful of how our devices take our time, how they take our focus. You know, we often talk about a term in our house, context shifting. Every time you look up from something, you're you're deep in your work and you have to change topics because of the ding, because of the interruption, because of the email. I've read different articles, but it's average of about 23 minutes to get back to where you were in your deep concentration.
1: That's huge. So
0: every time that slack goes off, the phone buzzes, it costs you something to get back to where you were in that concentrated focus space. That stands out at me. So one of the things we talk about is how can you, when you've got that time blocked for deep work, how do you protect it? What are your options? Uh, and so, so that's one. And then just, um, did it have? I'm a calendar person. I have to calendar. If it doesn't have a spot in the calendar, then I need to ask myself, am I supposed to be doing this right now? And that, that's my like way to pivot and get back on track. How
1: did that land? My calendar really probably won't happen, right? Because first of all, you're asking me to remember something, mm-hmm. and I'm it's not going to sure happen. Mm-hmm. But there's other resources I think people use to help guide, right? There how they um, schedule their time. I, I, well, you know, I use a calendar the, the way that I schedule, but there's some other ways that people may schedule their time. Um, even sometimes I schedule just by a day. So today on every Monday or Friday I, is my head down. And then Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm a little bit more flexible. Do you think the flexibility helps to, um, does that add value uh, to a balanced life? Having a, some level of flexibility. I talked about wasting time and now I'm just adding, yeah. okay, well, do I need to be so stringent, or is there some flexibility I can have in, in this, this life of balance? I think us right
0: back to knowing our capacity. Do you mm-hmm. need a little bit of flexible time just to let your brain rest? If the answer is yes, then that is A okay. Just know when and where it fits in. So that it's, I'm kind of all about intentionality. I look forward to the end of the day and playing my, I've got a few word games I love on my phone. I love reading my news. Um, It's, there's, you know, if it has a purpose, which is relaxing, distressing, an hour or two where I get to pick my own adventure because I'm not really sure what, you know, what might have popped up in the day, absolutely. But it's still in that, what's my capacity? What do I need to be my best self? Um, How much do I have to give to focused work? How much do I have to give to appointments? How much down to my, do I need to recharge and take a breath and be ready for the next day? So that's where flexibility fits in there for me is if that's what, if that helps feed you and fill your bucket up, yes.
1: I love that we, we really have dived into a day-to-day type of uh, concept that we can apply daily. So it's not something so conceptual. Right? You've given us three different uh, a process. It has three steps, basically three buckets. If you, I think you identified it as that we okay. can apply every day. Um, and you started off, said that I have this professional career, and then I also have my family and friends. Do you use those same buckets, that same process, and balancing your, mm-hmm. yourself in all of those areas as well?
0: I do because one will steal from the other if I'm not careful, and they get colored-headed not- spots, right? Like, you know, I, we, but it takes a little extra planning, uh, you know, we're, if you have children in sports you get this what's the what's the tournament season what's the meet season what's the schedule practice schedule you know back to what we talked about earlier about that work life fit and balance we have opportunities now to fit work around family commitments that we didn't used to have depending on the environment you work in right mm-hmm. so it's you know there's Family gets blocked on the calendar too. That way, they don't get left out because the work is exciting and it will quickly overshadow. And I have to protect that space. For me, that's 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 what works for my world
1: one because of the it bleeds. That I mm-hmm. share as well because, and particularly now because work. You, you know i, I laugh cuz i leave my desk at home yeah. and i'm am i working at home or am i you know, do i work at home or do i li- work at li- live at, at work you know so do i live at my job or do i work at home i couldn't figure that out for a while <laughs> i was like when i walked out of my office i'm like am i going home or am i coming Ooh. to work so it just all blended for me for a while and to how did point, you
0: sort that yeah i had
1: to stop and do just what you said be intentional and think through what is the balance I'm trying to create? When do I need to be at work and when do I need to be at home? And then schedule that and make that intentional. So it became a scheduling exercise for me, right? Kind of, what's important? What do I want to do? And how do I create that balance on a more sustainable level? So I don't have to sit down every time and kind of pause back and say, okay, well, you know, let's think about this long term. So I created this 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 um, framework for myself in terms of you know, when, you know, what work looks like and when I'm at work. And then I also created some action. So when that light goes off and the door shuts, you're, you're you're done. When the light comes on and you go into that office, that's your time. And it's not the time to do the laundry, not the time to, you know, do my shopping list or at the time to, you know, feed the dog, whatever those things that could because to your point, when I just get distracted, it takes me 23 minutes more to get back into, that, that routine that proved that thought process. And if you're doing any type of work that requires your mind, it, it takes time for you to do that. So imagine if you're doing something mind, hand and body, you're doing something mechanical, you know, you know whatever that creative, how that gets back in. So I had to create that space. The other thing that I had to kind of talk with you about is, is more, term, more, more priorities, you know, that mm-hmm. I got the day-to-day routine down. I even had my list in terms of what my priorities should be And then get to there and to a point where I can't meet them all. So feeling like a failure or uh, perhaps I left something undone or something I did. So the emotional and the mental um, toll that sometimes those things have on you that I didn't meet the priority. I didn't meet that deadline. I didn't meet that expectation. um, and And it's important to me that I that I do. So that was part of what I wanted to do. And things have gotten in the way. So How do we manage, get ourselves back on track, help with our mental capacity? To to dare to do it again, you know, to 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 put more than two things, manage those multiple priorities, dare to put more than two things on our list. How how do you how do you handle that?
0: Well, that was that fourth bucket of checking in and recalibrating. You are just teeing this up for like just beautifully today, Reel. It's that that checking in and giving yourself permission to recalibrate. And I have a favorite question: What went well and why? Because what goes well, we want to do more of. We're really great at beating ourselves up and telling ourselves all the things we messed up, what didn't work, oh my gosh, I dropped this ball, I didn't get to there. But stop and going, what went well? What worked? Okay, there's your opportunity to do more of that and make adjustments. Um, giving yourself that up
1: yeah, Because we bring that at the end of our staff meetings. We ask, everyone has to go around and say, what went well this week, and what will I continue mm-hmm. to do next week? I don't really want us to think through what went wrong. We kind of got that, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of got that pretty much going, and I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. if I burn myself. Okay, I won't hit that fire anymore. It, we're smart enough people to not to repeat what went wrong, but some reason or not that what went well, that kind of escapes us because we're so focused on trying to do what's right, that we messed up on, the things that we didn't do right. How do I, Mm -hmm. so we spend a lot of time recreating and trying to do that better, which is, you know, there's a place for that. But I think to your point that you bring up recalibrating ourselves and asking that one question, what went well? And how much more of that can I do? When can I do it? Where is that appropriate to continue? And um, then we find ourselves in spaces where we're doing the right thing, the right way that makes that brings value to our to ourselves and to those around us. I love that. I know I, they're, they're, they're telling me my time is winding up. You know, you know, when you and I get to talk, and it is one of those things that we forget about the time around us. I know we used to dedicate like an hour, 30 minutes together, and two two hours later, we're we're ending up and a, today feels a lot like that, but I wanna give you a little bit more time. Is there anything else that you can t- share with me, with the listeners, about creating that balanced life? Uh, particularly, you know, I'm thinking about that that youngster that's kind of coming into the workplace now. Yeah. They're just getting started. There's a lot of expectations for them for around their success, from their families, from their friends. They're, they're really trying to figure out, do I want to get married? Do I want to have children? Do I want to, you know, there's all these social decisions that they're also making as well as you know keeping a a check on their own mental being their own capacity and capability because maybe they have to find that right so is there some ways that we can help even some of those younger um uh, employees uh younger people who are entrepreneurs you know they're going into the workplace where in whatever the industry is is something we can do to help support them with balancing their life early i wish i had even thought about creating a balanced life at the age of coming from out of you know out of college going right into the workplace, it just kind of I just kind of let it happen, you know. And I wish I could have managed that a little differently. Just so some some tidbits you can sure. leave.
0: I have two angles on that. One, this is for our leaders out there and how to help. How to help our um, these these young folks you're describing. When I look at my coaching uh, clients, I was thinking I was looking at my numbers. Over twenty-five percent of the of my coaching time is spent on time management and productivity. I have some software that lets me track the topic that comes up. But what I have found is most of the time when someone comes into my virtual room and says, I'm terrible at time management. I need help. I don't know how to I don't know how to do it. So we start the, the first temptation is to start talking about the calendar and the hours and how, how but then you dig a little bit you dig a little bit and you find out it comes back to prioritization not knowing what's important not knowing what they can say no to so this is more of like in the workplace if you see your young employees swirling and it seems like and you're, you're, you're one, your your what your temptation say you don't know how to manage your time take a step back and go what are we doing to help them know what they can say no to What are we doing to help them recalibrate, to help them understand what's important um, and what questions, teaching them to ask the right questions of their leaders? Hey, boss. Yeah, I can do this. But what do you what am I going to say no to if I say yes to this? Helping them find permission to ask if I'm saying yes to this, then what are we saying no to? Which just step down and in teaching those Prioritization conversations. That's a skill to be able to think and ask and come into your manager's office and have the courage to, to ask that question instead of walking out going, I don't know how to manage my time. It, it's more about understanding what our priorities are. So that's one aspect I'd give as a way to help uh, your employees when you see them spinning. And the last one I can give from an individual standpoint is go slow to go fast. That's really all I've got for you. Slow down. <laughs> go slow to go fast. Go slow. To Decide where you're trying to go, give it a name, give it some words, write out the vision and see if your
1: actions are taking you in the direction you want to go. And align those things. Well, that is great. We're going to have to end on this tip, but I would love to have you back. Uh, to okay. help with part two, three, and four, of this type of a conversation because this is really <laughs> what we need uh, as leaders uh, as people who are leading people and those who are, are aspiring to be leaders. So thank you so much uh, for your time, for your wisdom, and most of all, for those gems and those treasures you dropped out for us to pick up and to actually use. So I'm encouraging everyone who's listening today to, I hope you've taken notes. I know we will have a workbook of some nature for you attached with that so that you can take away some of the things that Camille has left with us. Camille, how can we reach you? Uh, should any of our listeners want to reach you? How can they reach you?
0: So in the name of Ruthless prioritization, I don't actually have a website out there. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, All right. I've been fortunate enough that I have lots of, to find me on LinkedIn. Reach out out there. Camille, um, you know, hand me on LinkedIn. I will respond. I will say hi. And we'll get in touch that way if anyone has any questions.
1: I, I love that. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Camille.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning, LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.